Hey, it's William. I am turning the VODs into podcasts now. You're going to hear some weird stuff at the beginning of this episode with Krug and Jake's voices, but I promise it will go away within about like 15 to 20 seconds. So if that deters you at all, just know uh, that it will pass and the rest of the episode will sound uh, not like that. Thank you and enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Court of Corvids. My name is Jake. I am the GM. I go by he, him, but I'll be playing everything, so I'll be going by a lot of different things. Krug. And I'm Krug, playing Krug Claudel, the human monk, both of us, he, him, ready to punch some faces. Let's do it. So before we uh, get into our story, I believe you wanted to use some of your downtime activities to do some things. Is that correct? Actually, pre-downtime, I don't know if this messes with your world, but we we could talk about it. I want to grab the book from the ship. What book? The, you, there was a book on the ship of all of the stories that were written by all of the prior owners of. Oh, Mushroom sure. Paw. I want that book. Sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't have I'm a gonna, problem with that. Sweet. I'm going to take that. Um, so my downtime activity, there isn't a um, action listed in the book for this, as far as I know, but I want to basically study this, this item. Okay. That's basically going to be my life. And uh, there are a couple things that like me as a player that I want to like figure out. Um, but I basically want to know as much as I can about the item, like the limitations. I want to know every possible phrase that has triggered a, a wish in the past. Does that make sense? Okay. So um, I don't remember if I described it as more than one language or if it was specifically the Borog language. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure you did more than one. Yeah. So um, you spend a good amount of time. Um, Actually, why don't you do me a favor? Let's mm-hmm. make this a roll to see how sure. well you're able to do this. I'm super okay. With uh, that. Let's do society. Okay. 18. 18? Mm-hmm. Um, so you go through it. Is there any specific, like what, re, re, tell me again, specifically what you are trying to get out of this. Like you want to get the exact wishes that people have done or. So like Krug's highest priority at this point would be making sure that Krug doesn't accidentally set off a wish. So Krug wants to know the two things with, with the highest priority. What, what words mean wish to the, to the monkey's paw and is it possible for the monkey's paw to um, like read the user's mind and make wishes based off of their thoughts there as you're going through it there, there is, I can tell you without a doubt, there's no instances when uh, the monkey's paw was able to read the mind of the individual that wore it. Okay. Um, That, that is full stop. That's not a thing, you know, not in there. Okay. Um, as for what words, um, very, very easy, like uh, other than it being in other languages, it, it seems mm-hmm. to understand whatever language the the user has because it has been worn by so many different people beforehand um, okay. that it, it, it understands the, the meaning behind the words, not necessarily the words itself. So like... If you decided to, uh, you, you go through it and you find a story about an individual who had gotten it, and he decided in his brain that uh, instead of saying, 
I want or I wish or I need, he would he would replace those words with a completely different phrase. And he would use a different word instead of, instead of saying, I want that, or I need that, or yes, you know, um, like in day-to-day conversation, he changed the word. Uh, and it seems that after a while, the monkey's paw understood that. Oh, so it's not even, it's not even using like magic to determine the intent. It's literally just like sentient and learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably the worst thing you could have told me. Nice, mm-hmm. nice, nice, nice. So, uh, so it's basically it's it's basically uh, from what you can tell, uh, it, it can be tricked, but only for so long before sure. it starts to catch on to what the real meaning is behind it. Uh, and very specific to that story uh, is that you find that the actions in which the monkey's paw took upon this specific person were more heinous than any of the other people. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Not gonna, not gonna test my luck with that. Wildly disinterested in making the level 20 item fucking mad at me. Um, okay. Uh, how long did that take for me to learn those things? Um, a few days. Okay. Not a full week. Nope. Um, I would like to try over the course of, I guess, the remainder of the week. I want to try to create a forgery. Okay. Of the monkey's paw. Okay. That is that is the thing that I would like to do. Um, that's also a society check, if I am not mistaken. Correct. So, oh, but I think you, okay, so... Uh, you created a forged document. Uh, it says document. Are you okay with me using it to do? I believe there's a specific set uh, for m- making a fake item. Mm. I don't remember. Maybe it's a crafting thing and not a forgery yeah. thing. Mm, okay. That probably makes more sense. So maybe I'll do a crafting check then. Uh... Oh, can you even do this untrained? Probably not, huh? Um... Yeah. Yeah, no. That's that's that seems like a no. Uh all right, well I'm okay with not doing that then. Um for the rest of my downtime is basically going to be meditation. Okay. And uh uh um probably one week of rest. Okay. Uh, I would say that the other piece of information that Mm -hmm. you gather from this is that um, the monkey's paw does not change dimensions until the final wish is given. Right. If the person is killed while wearing the monkey's paw, the the wishes go back to three and stay on that plane of existence. Oh. So you're wearing it. If someone right. strikes you down and you have one wish left, it goes back to having two more wishes and it, or having a total of three wishes and the next person who puts it on gets them and it stays on its plane of existence. You mean like dead, dead, right? Yes. Okay. Cool, cool. 
Um, I mean, to be fair, I don't, I don't know if this is spoilers or not, wasn't planning on dying in order to make it go to another plane of existence. That, believe it or not, didn't cross my mind uh, no, as, a, but, as an but, option. But the pieces of information that you gather is that, sure, sure. You, and this isn't actually from the book, you know mm-hmm. for a fact that there is other devices that are out there that allow people to find where the monkey's paw is. Right. We, 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 we had two of them and now we know that there are others because of the, the interesting individuals that we met whilst looking for Mm -hmm. the monkey's paw. Uh, Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I mean, you mean those probably stop working when you put it on, right? Wait, wait, when the monkey's paw has a wear, those, those things all probably immediately stop working, right? No. They actually probably lead people in the opposite direction of mm. the where. No, you don't nope. think so? No, all right. Nope. Worth a shot. Um, cool. Okay, that's good to know. Does that change? I mean, that doesn't really change anything. Uh, I, I mean, I'm going to make sure to tell the party, but yeah, I'm, I'm not with them right now, so not that important for them. No, no, no. This is just information. It's just good yeah, yeah, yeah. To have you know. Uh, I'm just think, trying to figure out that you're probably going to be hunted down. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, and that the longer you have it, the more likely you will be having more to deal with that. We'll find more objects probably mm-hmm. to come find me. But they're delivering all those tools to us, so maybe eventually we'll have all of them. Don't make that face. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I was I was pretty messed up uh, after that whole ordeal on the ship. Uh, so that that a week of rest. Did I do I get through a whole week of rest? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, and then the the meditation part of this is basically um, thinking upon like Rory's teachings and trying to it's kind of like a what would a Rory do thing like thinking about everything I know about the deity and how the deity overcame the challenges that they went through in their life both as a mortal and as a deity and then applying them to this and seeing if there's any sort of like advice or strength that I can get from the knowledge that that my aspiration, the, the, the being that, that is my goal has gone through something similar and has done X, Y, Z. Um, you spend a good amount of time thinking and debating and, and, and trying to figure out what's, what, you know, what he would do. Right. Um, and you don't get an answer from him. Not that Um, I was expecting one. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's not like you're like, excuse me. Um, <laughs> you know, you're not knocking at his door, right? He, no. You're just trying to trying to use the knowledge of peace and trying to, you know, look into yourself and see, you know, what exactly could he shine upon you? And all you're feeling is this tremendous amount of weight upon your shoulders, the necklace that is now hanging upon your neck with the hand of this monkey feels like it is being pulled to the ground and it's taking you with you, it with you. Um, And 
you know, as you continuously try and fight back and fight back and push and push against this weight that is continuously leaving, like up against you, you kind of just like in a, in a moment of breaking, you just kind of release and allow this weight to push you down. And the monkey's paw touches the ground. And as it touches the ground, the weight is just gone. It's, it's lifted off of you. And then you take your breath and you breathe and you get back up to, to, to get into a pose to meditate again. And it, that weight is just back on you twice as hard. Um, and as you are doing this and you're focusing and you're feeling the weight, you hear, uh, hey, uh, Krug, Krug. I'm continuing to meditate. Uh, you, you feel a, a tap on your shoulder? I'm going to open my eyes and look at whoever tapped me in the stinkiest, the stinkiest look. So it's, it, the tap is from behind you. Oh, I turn and look at the person who tapped me with the stinkiest look times two. Uh, it's Scott. Oh, stinky look goes away. Sorry, Scott. Uh, I thought. Anyways, um, what can I do for you, buddy? And I, I leave my meditation pose and just like kind of sit down normally. Uh, Scott, like kind of walks around a little bit. Like I imagine that you're in in, in a small clearing of some sort, mm-hmm. um, and he kind of walks around. He he fiddles with his fingernails, um, and kind of looks very concerned. Um, and Scott, just, you look very concerned. Should I be concerned as well? Um, I was talking with Moss. Uh huh. Um, and some things came up, and. I feel it's important that I talk to you about them, that you should be the person I talk to and not her. All right. How, how old were you when you went to the monastery? Oh, it was a single digit, six, seven, eight, something like that. Do you, re- do you remember any of us other than me? Oh, I remember some of the ancestries of the people around me vaguely. I remember that, uh, I mean, personality-wise, not much, no. remember mom and dad the most. Do you remember how many of us there were? Was it 13 or 10? Something like that. There was a lot of us. Maybe eight? 15. Yeah. Okay. I mean, thirteen. Right. If you don't, if you don't count myself and you, but right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you ever think about them? Oh, all the time. I mean, maybe not specifically. I don't think about the memories, but I, I keep them in my thoughts. I hope that they do well, and and I mean, if I ever see any of them, uh, I try and treat them like family. You know. So, you haven't you you don't keep in touch with any of them. No, I haven't. I don't know where almost any of them are. You're the only one. If I were to tell you that not all of us are still alive, what would you say? I mean, it makes sense. It's a hard world and there's a lot of us and 
we were in a difficult situation and I, uh, I can imagine that some of us didn't get the kinds of opportunities that I had. I was pretty safe. I imagine not all of us were that safe. Uh, it'd be a shame. I'd be upset. Did you, did you know that some of us got sold to keepers? What's a keeper? Oh, a keeper. Uh, sorry, it's been a while since we've been back there. You got sold to keepers? What do you mean by sold? I mean, we all went to different places. We weren't given to an adoption agency. Right, 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 right. Uh, no, I did not know that. Were you? Yeah. I can see why you were upset. I mean, being sold to a keeper wasn't the thing that upset me. Being sold to a keeper and being trained outside the walls is what upset me. Outside the walls, the old walls, that with the gate that opened and then we left. You were trained out here? Yep. Huh. How did you even get out here? I thought, I mean, I guess I don't really understand how that kind of magic works. I mean, what magic? What, I mean... I don't know. I, I like to think there was some kind of magic keeping us inside that nobody ever ventured out. Like that, that yeah. seems crazy. I mean, there, there, there were there, there was magic. There was magic. I mean, magic existed. It, it, it definitely kept us in there, and it, it created our own little world and our own little bubble, and that's why we acted the way we acted. But um, nothing prevented us from walking in or out. Um, I mean. People walked out every year, right? Um, yeah, that's fair. I mean, they, they were never found ever again because they were immediately just demolished. They were immediately killed. Like, they, they used that as a, as a means for training for me. I, I Every year, they would progressively bring stronger and stronger people to, to walk out that door, and I, I had to fight them. That was the whole thing, was that everybody that stepped out the door was fighting you? Yeah. And then you'd come back inside when you won. I, I mean, I didn't choose to come back. I was I understand. forced to come back. Scott, I wasn't trying to blame you, buddy. I, the, none of that's your fault. I don't blame you at all. What, what were they training you for? Uh, a job I, I, I didn't do. Does it have something to do with what's going on right now? I mean, kind of, sort of, um, uh, I was, I was the guard for the, the, the gathering at the Grove. Wow. Huh. Uh, and I guarded it every year and I was put forth and I was trained to fight and kill and destroy everything that came in my way. And I was guarding the Grove and I didn't do it this year. Sorry. You mean you didn't do it? Like they didn't ask you to do it. You weren't there or you didn't do it. Like you failed as, it, as in, I didn't choose to kill you. Oh, You killed people before during the Grove. Yes. 
And did you know what the Grove was? Yes. I mean, sort of. I mean, I knew it was a collection of people that were meeting every year, and I, I knew about outside the Grove, or outside the city. I knew about the other side of the wall. I knew all of this. But it was either me or them. I mean, I guess that's fair. I can see why you started drinking. That's that's a lot of that's a heavy burden. I'm really sorry, Scott. I was supposed to kill you. You understand that? I do. Yeah, a lot of people were supposed to kill me, though. I mean, is that what you came here all worried to tell me? You think I'm going to be mad at you because you had to kill me at one point? No. I came to talk to you to tell you the truth, to explain to you what happened that day. I'd love to hear it. I am trying to tell you. Uh, it's just a little difficult for me. Um, Take your time. I was doing my rounds, as I do every year. There's always one or two kid that, kids that come out there, you know. Normally, it's not a big deal. Single swing. They're dead. They're down. Uh, but this year was different. Instead of seeing one of them, I see the back of your head. Krug's looking very intensely into Scott's eyes for this whole thing. He's not breaking eye contact at all. Scott's avoiding eye contact as much That's as he fine. possibly can. That's totally fine. I stopped because I recognized you. I recognized the little mark on your neck. I, I touch my neck. I feel anything on my neck? No. No? Okay. No. It and it, it's you have this. This a birthmark back there. It's right on your hairline. I remember it very vividly. I, I don't think you remember this, but you were crying the day that you left. And I mean, I, I don't was, remember that, but I believe that. I was the one that was holding you. Not mom, not dad. I was. I was holding you because you didn't want to go with them. And I promised you that I would come back for you. And I never did. In that moment, I came to a realization of what needed to be done. Which was? <clears throat> I, I released the zombies. You released the zombies back home. I mean, home's the wrong word. From where we came from, or you released the zombies here? No, I, I, 
Do you remember um, fighting zombies at I the do. Grove? I, yeah, I do. I do remember that. Well, um, one of one of the individuals that that go there to the Grove every year, right? They're a necromancer, and color me shocked. Well, I I pulled a couple of them away, and okay. I released them on the other guard. Ah. I don't know what you expect my reaction to be because clearly you expected something, but I think you made the right choice. Um, I'm not saying I, I made the right or the wrong choice. I don't know what would be better right now. It's fair. Because right now you could be dead. You could be quietly sitting there. And all of those people that we lived with could be in a much happier place than they are now. And the things that are that were there would have been a little bit more in control. And all of the people that have died since would still be alive, theoretically. Well, I'm glad you caught on to the fact that the statement, all of the people that have died since would be alive, is wildly incorrect. You, you you did set into motion a series of events that uh, we cannot return from and that have arguably caused a lot of stress. I mean, maybe a lot of loss of life even. But the reason that, and I mean, this is coming from a place of ignorance, if I'm speaking honestly, because I don't fully understand everything that happened yet, but... The reason it was so much easier to keep everything under control and to keep everybody safe is because there was barely anything to control and barely anything to keep safe. We were in a, a microcosm of reality, right? We don't have to compete against anyone for anything. We don't have to worry about having and not having. We just existed with no strife at all. And, and yeah, like when you think about it, I guess linearly, what we it's have now utopia. is worse. What, what, what was that? Yeah, exactly. It was a utopia. We think about it like strictly logically, what we have now is worse. But when you think about all of the things that we've gained and all of the like experiences that we've had and like all of the people that left who've become stronger, better people, not just the people who've died, maybe it's even, maybe it's not, who knows, but you can't think about it like that. You can't think that you killed those people. You can't think that you even were indirectly involved in a single death that wasn't somebody you hit with that hammer, whatever thing you swing at folks. If I could have kept the weight on my shoulders longer, then there would be less dead. That's, that is a fact. Aurora does teach that. I don't want to hear about your fucking Aurora bullshit, okay? <laughs> All right, fine. Krug teaches. 
What does Krug teach? What 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 has Krug managed to learn over these years of of meditating and hanging out with a bunch of monks while the rest of us have to starve for the scraps on our table? That, that's fair. Krug has learned that bearing a burden is is an admirable or being able to bear a burden is an admirable trait in anybody. Uh, it's an important trait, something that everybody will need to do eventually in their lives to one degree or another. But some burdens are too big to bear on your own. And in that instance, what is true perfection is seeking help from others. If you can't bear your burden, well, what good is it if you die? What good is it if you just crumble under the weight? Nothing. If you can't seek help, then you can't bury the burden or you can't bear the burden. And then, and then you just have to let it go. So the pot calls the kettle black, huh? And he walks up to you and pokes you right on the chest, right where the monkey's paw is under your shirt. I don't need help yet. I can carry this for a little bit. Yeah, but you didn't need to carry it at all. Somebody had to carry it. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Well, if I'm being really honest... We weren't 100% sure that somebody had to carry it, but I have been reading a lot about this item recently, and somebody does have to carry it. it if, if somebody doesn't carry it, somebody else will find it. Or you just put a target on your own head, and you're walking around with an item just to watch it be taken away. That's true, Scott, but do you know the difference between your burden and mine is that there's a group of people who I follow around and who I have yet to tell, but who I will tell very shortly that this, this trinket puts a target over my head. And that as long as I'm traveling with them, they will have that target on their head as well. And you know what they'll do? They'll say, all right, that sounds like fun. And then we'll keep walking together. I'm going to have those three at my back. As long as I have this around my neck. Again, haven't told them a word, but I know for a fact that's the difference. I, I don't understand why you just don't make three stupid wishes. I want a ham sandwich. Boom, you have a ham sandwich and it's gone. I'm not hungry. Look, we lost two brothers and a sister. That's a lot. It's more than I expected. Not all of us were as lucky as you were. And not all of them were as lucky as I was. There, some of our brothers and sisters, um, two of them, to be specific, um, worked with the people at the Grove. The other eight are safe, they're sound. Um, you know you're an uncle, right? No. You're an uncle. You have six nephews and right. nine nieces. Wow. Was I the only one that did get married, or did two of them just go crazy? 
a couple of them went crazy. All right, fair enough. I mean, growing up or at least being little and having 14 brothers and sisters and then going out and being by yourself kind of leaves a hole in you, at least some for some of us. Having big families was a safe spot until he 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 waits with a pregnant pause. Do you know what happened to mom and dad? No. At some point, I was going to go back in and see if they're still in there, but clearly a little bit busy out here right now. Let me, um, let me save you the trip. Um, mom's dead. Uh, dad, last that I checked on him, was remarried. Um, and they were, again, I haven't gone back, so if you want to go back, that's all up to you. But um, they married a keeper. Dad married a keeper. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So he knew about everything, too. I presume. I mean, I don't know when he knew, but I mean, he married a keeper, so eventually he had to find out, right? Right. I I will tell you something. Did you and Dad talk about it? Fuck no. Fuck no. I I haven't spoken to him since the day he got rid of us. Fair I enough. only... I only knew because I saw him at the Grove. All right. Our siblings who have not been so kind to the world. Um, all I can tell you is if you ever have the chance to kill them, to don't hesitate. Because they deserve it? Yeah. They really do. They deserve a better life. And it, they're not going to get it on this plane of existence. I can't make you any promises. There's a there's a lot of good that you could do when you really try. Is something that I've been learning recently. But I will definitely keep that in mind. As much as I would like to avoid that. Do you believe that there is no point of return for some people? People? Human yes. people, yes, or any ancestry of person, mortal person. No, I don't believe that. I don't believe you can fully, completely corrupt a mortal being to being completely evil. No, nah. 
maybe maybe there's like an effective point of no return, but it's never complete. And if there's any group of people for whom a small chance is a large enough chance to risk it, it's your family, right? I mean, I I feel that that's kind of uh, nice words to say, but isn't something that can be accurately done. Hell, really? your your God even says that to be forgotten. That's an insult in your culture. It's to be forgotten by our ore. Right. What does that have to do with helping people, though? So if there's a point in, in your God's point of view, this person that you look up to be, in their eyes that they see that there is a person that is so not worthy that they should be forgotten through all history and all time. And yet you stand here and tell me that everyone should have that chance, that no one passes that. And if that was the case, then what happened on the boat? Didn't you kill that captain? Yeah. Didn't give him the opportunity, did you? No. I mean, honestly, that's a good point. Rory does banish people from existence from what, we know from what we can, I guess, assume. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just, you know, an emotional connection. Maybe I want it to be reasonable to fight. Uh, but that having been said, Aurora is a perfect being, and I'm not yet. I mean, that's the, that's the thing, though, right? He is this perfect being, and he sees that there isn't. And he has the strength to do things like that. And maybe I don't yet. Maybe I will when it comes time to make that choice. But right now, if you're asking me to be honest about what I would do, I'm telling you honestly what I would do. I'm telling you as someone who's seen the, the atrocious things that they've done, I wouldn't hesitate. And I won't ever again. You going to tell me what they did? Don't want to relive it. That's fair. I don't want to make you relive it. Here's the thing. Uh, I like Moss. I really do. She, uh, she, she reminds me that I can have a smile on even when things are tough. I don't ever want to pick up a weapon again. But it hurts me that I can't be there to protect her because there's no way she's going to stay and live with me. No, I don't think settling down is in Moss's nature. No, not yet. Maybe one day. But um, what I'm trying to ask you is um, if you could look out for her. Not that she can't take care of herself. That's not, that's not like what I mean. I just... Scott, you've seen Moss and I've seen Moss, and we both know that Moss can look after herself. I'm not going to accuse you of something like that. 
What I will say is that if anybody ever lays a hand on Moss, I will beat them to within an inch of their life and maybe a little bit further. Thank you. And the same goes for Robin and Raimi too. Um, thank you. You said you talked to Moss at the beginning of this, right? Yeah, I, I talked to her uh, yesterday before. You told I, her to look after me too, right? No. Oh, <laughs> come on. Look. Look. There's a lot of things that are going on. And, and as much as you are my brother, you know, there are uh, there's still some hard feelings. i got to be honest with you. That's what you told me last time we had a, a deep talk like this. And I told you then, I think, and if not, I'll say it now. Uh, take as much time as you need. And whenever you're ready, I'm here. Uh, I'm getting closer, if that makes you feel any better. I mean, I appreciate that you came here. That was uh, That seems like good progress. I think I'm going to head out. You have a good day, buddy. And I go back to meditating. Scott lingers around like right at the edge of the clearing for a little bit, but then walks back out heading towards what direction you assume is where Moss has been camping. Mm -hmm. Um, A few days go by and uh, you're meditating again. And once again, you hear someone walking slowly through the brushes it's clear as day. They're very much trying to give you a heads up that they're on their way, that they're walking towards you. Does it sound like Scott? No. You know, you don't have to remain silent. You can just say, Oh, Hey Krug, I'm so-and-so nice to see you out here in the beautiful outdoors. Well, I wanted to make sure that this time you uh, you weren't busy. Look, and eh. and Arturo's voice very clearly cuts through the air. I uh, I'm sorry about that. By the way, that was a uh, that was a little bit rude, but I mean, I don't really have an excuse to be honest. And I I turned to look at Arturo. What's up, buddy? How's uh, how's that necklace treating you? Oh, it's uh. Well, I think I left it at home. I don't know. I don't don't know. I don't know how it's treating me. Yeah. And if you're okay with it, as, as, as I'm saying this, it just like appears around my neck, just coincidentally. It's like, oh yeah, see, that's, that's, (laughs) I guess it's doing good. You know, we need to have a conversation about it, right? Yeah. I'm interested to know if you know anything that I don't. Uh, I know that this is an ancient and horribly cursed item. Right. Uh, I know that whoever wears it, horrible things fall upon them, whether that be by other people who want it or the wearer themselves asking for completely dumb and idiotic things. Yep, learn that. Uh, I know that it's impossible to destroy. Yep. I I mean, I guess I didn't know that, but I figured. And that any person who would willingly put it on is a complete and utter moron. Agree. Wait a second. I don't understand why nobody gets it. 
what what are you missing here? I mean, y- y- you eventually have to either make a wish. You have to make three wishes. So you so three horribly bad things are going to happen, or you're just going to wear that until you either are murdered or you die of old age and someone else takes it. Mm-hmm. So what do you not understand? Plenty of human monks live well into their hundreds. Monks uh-huh. can live for a long time. We we take good care of ourselves. So buying all right. I guess we have different different value systems here. You value my life highly. And I also value my life highly, but when is my life worth peace? Like a duration of peace, a duration of no, uh, somebody that shouldn't have this item, not having this item. Does that make sense? Like what if I wear this for four years and then I happen to die? Was it worth it? Was it worth carrying the burden for four years or does it have to be 15 years? Do do you think that a thousand years? Do you think that it's impossible to hide? Do you think it's impossible to put in in, in something that is so difficult to get to, so 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 uh, tremendously hard that that it can't be done, that it has to be worn? Yeah, I do. I really genuinely do. Why couldn't we have put it in sediment rock and thrown it in a lava or in, into an, a volcano and it live in lava? A dragon could get it. Yeah, and a dragon can still get it from you. You are making it an easier target. I don't think that's true at all. I'm pretty sure if a dragon came here right now, it could easily bite your head off and then just take the the monkey's paw. Yeah, maybe the dragon was a bad example, but... I am the only... Not I. We are the only option for a storage solution that can adapt to the circumstances to which it is presented indefinitely. And you didn't think about talking about it with me beforehand? Could I have? It was a pretty hectic situation. I, I, I just, I just don't think it makes all that much sense that you had to put it on. You couldn't have waited. I, Honestly, your your judgment worries me. I'm sorry to hear you think that, but I really do think that it was the best choice. I'm not interested in leaving a cave holding an item of unimaginable, unfathomable, unchannable, channelable almost power and having somebody just coincidentally be standing there ready to pounce. We we were we had encountered people already. We had already fought through something to get to the position that we were in. Who's to say that there weren't more of the people we had fought through waiting for us on the other side, an overwhelming force. And, and yet you somehow think that wearing it is going to make that any different. I mean, we don't have to defeat an enemy to get this away from them. We can just run. Yeah. And if you would have had it in your pocket, you could have just ran I could have dropped it. I could have done any number of things. They could have taken it from me magically. I don't know. But at least that this way, it's inert for them. I'm the only one that can make something of it. Until they kill you. Right. That might happen. 
I, it, I mean, Arturo, you're 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 being unreasonable. You're telling me, I, well, we could put this in a in a volcano or but encase it in whatever and throw it into something. But I can make the same exact arguments to you that you're making to me. What if something happens? What if this thing happens? What if well, somebody could just come and take it? And it, it yeah. That's the way that's the way it's going to be always. While this is on this plane of existence, there is not going to be a good solution. There's always going to be a plethora of situations in which any given solution for hiding this item fails. That's literally its entire purpose for existence. It's not supposed to be able to be hidden. It's not supposed to be able to be kept away from those that want to use it. It's supposed to be used immediately by those who would do harm to the world. And then it's supposed to go and do it again somewhere else. So you're going to tell me that you would have come up with some miraculous way of keeping it hidden? Sure. Yeah. All right, buddy. Do you know what the difference between throwing it into a, a volcano and letting it sit in lava and you wearing it is that I know where that lava is. I know where that volcano is. I can have eyes on that volcano at all times. And that volcano doesn't go out on adventures trying to save people. It doesn't go out on adventures getting stronger, learning how to overcome more challenges. And maybe when you aren't so weak, you could have handled it. I don't think you understand. You have put yourself in so much danger. You, what you have seen, what you have experienced is nothing compared to what is out there. You've been out here for what? A few months, maybe? You've experienced two things. There are creatures that can literally look at you and make you forget you even have it. There's creatures that can make you wish for things. And then you take the burden and it gets what it wants. So, do me a favor, and when you decide to make a big boy choice, maybe, maybe, ask for some help. That's he all I'm asking. and walks away. Arturo stands there, lets you walk away. Where do you go? Where are we? Uh, you're, you all decided to, um, Rami and Robin decided to go and live outside. No, of no. Where, where, where are Arturo and myself right now? Like in you're, this you are at, in a clearing out in the forest where you were meditating. So yeah, where would you like to go? I'm going to go uh, to the next clearing. Okay. I'm going to just sit down there and start meditating. Resume meditating. Okay. You go and you start to meditate. Arturo does not come back. He does not go to speak to you. Um, 
And as you are trying to get back into that state of complete meditation, the weight around your neck is just pulling and pulling. And it, it, it just prevents you from getting to that plane of existence where you stop even thinking about what's around you and you just know what's around you. You can't get there. You're just, it is literally holding you there. And you sit there frustrated, unable to get to that point. And you look around and it's quiet. No birds, no squirrels, not even the wind is blowing. You look up and the sun is up in the air and it warms your face a little bit. And in the back of your head, the words don't forget just continuously feel like they're burning in the back of your head. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget. And that's where we're going to end today's episode. So, Krug, how are you feeling? Good. <laughs> I still stand by my choice. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying you did a good or a bad thing. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not saying that you said, but one of your characters is, is <laughs> a real poop face. Hey, look. Also, I'm just, I'm just saying. I was, I was looking at chat a little bit. Kay Cunning wrote, "Ham sandwich sounding pretty good right now." <laughs> that just had to get out there. That was, that was funny. So I love that. <laughs> Uh, well, I have to say this is the third epilogue, and mm -hmm. I have I have greatly enjoyed them. Um, I hope you all enjoyed them, like you as players and you as audience, because I really would like to do them again. Yeah, I future. thought I think they were great, and honestly, like just just on a like, let's talk about RPGs for a second. If you feel weird, because I felt weird about this before we did it, I felt weird about having a one on one role play thing. If you feel weird about that, uh, you should try it because it's actually kind of fun. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, the first time I ever I ever did something like that was with B Dave with um, Vampire yeah. uh, of the Masquerade. But mm -hmm. I didn't do it by myself. It was myself and Murphy Pop Art, who's in chat right now, talking mm -hmm. with us. Uh, and the two of us did it with Dave. Uh, and it felt, it, 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 like, it felt good. Like, it felt like... You, it, it, you feel like you can get more information out there that you that you wouldn't necessarily be able to to get out, right? Yeah, like if you're if you are interested in exploring a certain part of your character, but you don't have the opportunity to get to it in group play, it's a really good opportunity to like lay that foundation. Mm -hmm. I think. Like, imagine trying to have this that that scene with Scott or that scene with Arturo while everyone else is at the table. You know. Yeah they'd be trying to defend you or they'd be agreeing with the other person and you'd just be like, uh, mm -hmm. but no. And it yeah. also is like more real. It just yeah. makes the world more real when you're not constantly interacting with it in the context of your group, because that's yeah. not how the world works. 
uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, next week we are back with the full group. Uh, and, um, yeah, we're, we're with, with the full group and we are starting up a new arc, uh, with that. Uh, and it's fun because each of you got different pieces of information. So mm-hmm. I'm very looking forward to all three, all four of you to getting together and discussing and figuring out what you all want to do next. Right. So, um, I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, and then um, on top of that, if you are a Patreon member, uh, we just uh, posted up the first uh, bits of artwork that we have being made right now. Uh, and so you can actually see the sketches uh, up right now that are being worked on. Uh, uh, Krug, uh, Krug, Krug has, hasn't even seen the full body of himself, like the full like detailed drawing. And he's already like, I love this already. <laughs> yeah, I just saw the, 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 the stance. It looks good. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to uh, getting the, uh, seeing that. Um, yeah, so we'll be back next week with the the full on episode, uh, and then yeah, I think that's it. Anything else? You you want to talk about anything else? No, I think we're good. I have Thanks an alarm. Coming. I have an alarm set in like half hour <laughs> to tell me to get some work done so that I can give it to Krug and we can finally get an episode out yeah. of Game Gorgon. But other than that, uh, yeah. So see you all next week. Uh, until then, uh, I have to hit this button, and then I have to use my mouse over here, and then I have to say goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Jesus Christ.